Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Madi Bolaños in San Francisco, and here are some of the California stories we're following. More wet weather this morning across California as the storm moves from north to south today. The Bay Area has been hit especially hard by this latest storm. Over the last 24 hours, San Francisco has seen nearly two inches of rain. More than two inches fell across much of the North Bay as well. And most of the Sacramento metro area saw an inch or more of rain. In the Central Valley, there was about a half an inch. The National Weather Service expects rain to be heavy at times from the Bay Area to San Diego today. California's new oil industry watchdog is recommending reforms to prevent spikes in gas prices at the pump. KQED's senior climate editor Kevin Stark reports on a letter the agency sent to Governor Newsom. Last September, gas prices surged across California, which the state blames, in part, on refiners not maintaining supply. And also on what regulators have called an unusual transaction on the spot market for large contracts of gasoline. Ty Milder heads the watchdog agency. He says the state should publish a market price report and require refineries to store a minimum amount of reserve gas. Consumers should know when gas prices go up if that's because of a spike in the spot market. And this reform will bring that transparency to the public. California launched the watchdog to root out price manipulation, but Milder wouldn't comment on the agency's investigations. For The California Report, I'm Kevin Stark. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. 
Last year, the Biden administration introduced a mobile app called CBP-1. The idea was that it would help streamline the asylum process for the government agencies and the asylum seekers. But the initial version of the app was riddled with errors. KPBS border reporter Gustavo Solis went to Tijuana to see how things are going one year later. Every day, about 400 migrants line up on the Tijuana side of the San Isidro border crossing. Bags are packed, passports in hand, hopes are high. They've all secured appointments to enter the U.S. through the CBP-1 app. (laughs) The excitement here is palpable. Some of these people have been waiting six months for the appointment. For them, it's literally a dream come true. That's exactly how Lisette Moreno feels. She fled Cuba with her 12-year-old son because of political persecution. They waited four months to get their CBP-1 appointment, all so her son can live in a free country. People from Cuba are especially vulnerable, according to a report from Human Rights Watch. The researchers found that Cubans who criticize their government risk criminal prosecution. In Tijuana, more than 100,000 migrants have used the CBP-1 app to enter the U.S. ever since the Biden administration began using it in January 2023. This mobile app is the federal government's preferred and sometimes only method for asylum seekers to enter the country legally. Experts like Dara Lind from the American Immigration Council say that the app has become a focal point of the asylum system. In general, what we think of as the standard process for asylum, where you come into the U.S., you are allowed to pursue a court case if you can demonstrate a credible fear of persecution in your home country, The only way to do that right now, the only way to guarantee it, is to use this CBP-1 app. The app was controversial from the start. Many called it the Ticketmaster of Asylum. That's because all migrants had to log in at the same time to secure a very limited number of appointments. That meant people with the best internet connection, and not necessarily the most vulnerable, got appointments. Another major problem was the app's photo feature. Migrants have to take a picture of themselves to secure appointments, but CBP-1 struggled to capture images of migrants with dark skin tones. Those issues have been addressed. It's no longer first come, first serve, so people can sign up throughout the day and enter a lottery, and the photo bug has been fixed. I think the U.S. government deserves a lot of credit for listening to the initial wave of reports and acting pretty quickly to address them. While the app has improved significantly, migrants are still forced to wait months to secure an appointment. Of course, the underlying concerns about, you know, how do you support yourself for an indefinite amount of time in Mexico, that's going to fall harder on people who have less money. Officials in Tijuana say the phone app brought order to the asylum process. Before CBP-1, thousands of migrants would sleep outside by the border crossing just waiting for a chance to cross. Enrique Lucero is head of Tijuana's Migrant Services Department. CBP-1 creates a virtual line. Without it, you'd have people sleeping outside for weeks and months. Lucero says that it takes an average of four to five months for migrants in Tijuana to secure a CBP-1 appointment. Desperate migrants who can't afford to wait that long are choosing to cross the border illegally. The long waits are making migrants more desperate. And Mexican migrants tend to be the most desperate. That's certainly the case for Ricardo Martinez, an asylum seeker from the Mexican state of Michoacán. 
The U.S. Department of State currently has a level 4 do not travel advisory there. It's the highest advisory level. And just last month, 11 villagers were gunned down by a local gang for failing to pay extortion fees. Martinez left behind family, a home, several plots of land, and even his own business. He was a car mechanic with his own garage. He says local gangsters extort everybody and threaten to kill anyone who doesn't pay. It is not just him. The gangs threatened his entire family. It took six months for Martinez to get a CBP-1 appointment. And he has mixed feelings about traveling to the U.S. He's obviously happy to be safe, but misses everything he left behind. For the California Report, I'm Gustavo Solis in Tijuana. And that's the California Report for Thursday, February 1st. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Medi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and Adult and Children's Health Systems, working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org. The James Irvine Foundation, committed to a California where all low-income workers have the power to advance economically. Learn more at Irvine.org. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy works to create a cleaner, healthier, more secure world for all. On the web at theschmidt.org. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.